This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who just can't wait to get the first Justin Braun fan group off off the ground. The Braun Boys. Yeah. Still got that stuck in your head. You'll never believe this, by the way. It's raining in Washington. Uh, yeah, it's been raining everywhere forever. Apparently, nice. apparently that's the way we're going to go out here. Is a bunch of mediocre transactions by the Flyers, and just it's going to rain until the earth is flooded. Until the day we die. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. We saw that Eagles Super Bowl, and that's it. <laughs> that's apparently we're all getting. Super Bowl. Oh, this is it, though. Flyers, they're getting the cup in 2020. I'm feeling Barry it. Right here. Oh, yeah. If there was ever, ever a time for us to not believe in the Flyers and for the Flyers to win a cup based on just bullshittery, this is it. I mean, you and I talked about it, you know, the whole offseason. Everybody's like, oh, get Carlson. Get Strawman. Go get another oh, good go defenseman. Go get Panarin. Yeah, yeah, look. We all want a Matt Niskanen. And we all want a Justin Braun. I think those are the one, two on everybody's list. But it was just, you know, was it realistic we were going to get them? Well, let alone not. to get the one, two, three punch of Niskanen, Braun, and Hayes. I mean, Hayes oh, just puts it baby. over the top. <laughs> just a scoring actually... machine at 2C. I actually like the Kevin Hayes signing, but it's a little. I like it, but it's too much money. It is. It is too much. Too much money and too long. It is. It's. It's. You know what? You're right. That's what. But it's both of those things. And again, the term, as I will come around on the Justin Braun deal, I'm fine with whatever one year deal you want to put. You want to advertise me. Like this whole experiment, it's one year. Fine. I don't like giving up the assets. I don't like giving up the second. Uh, but the. The one year angle I'm fine with. To see if it works. If it doesn't work, guess what? He's gone. It doesn't matter. It's the Boyd Gordon experiment all over again, which <laughs> is exciting. But I is mean, it? in the same sense that Boyd Gordon was here for one year, obviously it didn't fucking work out. And then it wasn't our problem ever again because he was just gone. Because he was Boyd Gordon. Because he was Boyd Gordon. I think Justin Braun is better than that, but that's a really low fucking bar to clear. <laughs> like two picks for Justin Braun. I. I, I that's yeah, a move. It's a, it, it's a move. It definitely is. And like that's how I feel about the Kevin Hayes one I I, I do I I like. The 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 Niskanen move and the the Bra move are both moves that I really don't know if you can say make the team's leaps and bound better. Like I kind of I get I get where they're going with each one and both of both the players improved the Flyers uh defense against zone entries, which I think is kind of crucial because the team couldn't get the puck out of the fucking zone last year. But it's not, considering how much you took on, the, the increase in salary in turn with Niskanen and Gudis, um, adding Braun. And taking at, back think, some of Gudis's contract. Taking back 30% yeah. of Gudis's yep. contract makes no sense to me. Yeah, and then, paying, and then overpaying for Kevin Hayes, which I guess, 
I get he had to, but at the same time, like that's it's a lot of at some point in time that contract is going to be an albatross. Like it's oh, just yeah. not going to be good for the Flyers. Like because even even in the the angles where you build yourself up for, well, Nolan Patrick's going to be good enough in a couple of years. So he's going to be the two C. And it's like all right, then we're paying over seven million for a three C. And then who's go like that's going to be? I guess you could probably trade him at that point, and you probably get somebody to buy him, but. It's still going to be a problem in the future. It helps right now because the two C has been a question mark for a while, and he was, in all honesty, the only guy out there. Uh, so I get it. But the other two, I just, I can see how they can work, but I don't think it's going to, to work, at all. I mean, dude, I don't know what happened with the negotiation with Hayes. Where like, did Chuck Fletcher see those tweets going? You know, Hayes is really looking at deals from Arizona and Columbus. He's looking long and hard. And Fletcher's like, oh, uh, uh, no, we got to lock him down. We got we got to make it work right now. Like, it feels like he saw this and decided, I am panicking. Let's make this happen. Let's make a deal. I think he saw that he had cap space. Uh, the team needed to see. And it was Kevin Hayes. Or nobody. And I think Kevin Hayes played that angle pretty hard and took full advantage of it. And, but he at uh, least got, he got at least half a mil more than expected yeah, by most no, no, experts. No, he did. He did. And I thought that was 1.5 million too much for a man of his talents anyway. Like yeah. Kevin Hayes is a $5 million player at best. Uh, five by five would have been a great deal for Kevin Hayes. Seven by seven is like him. Yeah, well, I think after Brock Nelson's deal, I think you're going to have to pay him six, which is not, <sighs> I'm not saying that the Flyers need to do that, but I think if you want a Kevin Hayes and you want the 2C hole finally gone, you need to pay at least, you know, six. They're saying six to six and a half, which I would have been fine with. 7.2 is, I, I think, is too much, but I think also Kevin, Kevin Hayes does produce. It's just he doesn't get, he didn't have, he was never on the power play until this season. And then he was on the power play this season. This was his best year. Yeah, at five on five, he's produced throughout his entire career, which is what the Flyers. Like I was saying, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. The Flyers have had plenty of guys that drive play and have the nice fancy stats. And I felt in the middle six for a couple of years now, but not a lot of them produce at five on five. Kevin Hayes is a little bit the opposite of that. Like, and he's I don't also think anybody's. Yeah, I don't think anybody's mad that the Flyers got Kevin Hayes. I think, but yeah. there's really two parties on this. There's the people who are like. You paid how much for Kevin Hayes? And there's people like needed to happen, needed to see, had to happen. Yeah, there, there's. I have, you know, that is kind of. I have heard a little bit of that defense, and that's the one of the defenses that always puts like is just blows my mind. Is well, somebody had to pay him. Yeah, yeah, somebody did have to pay him. It didn't have to be your team. Like I don't like that excuse. I, I, and again, I'm fine with the Kevin Hayes signing, but like that mentality is not good for approaching free agents. That's not how you should approach anything in life. Well, if you make like $30,000 a year, you have to buy an expensive car. It's like, well, somebody had to buy it. No, no, no. Somebody that was in a better position and like maybe could have afforded him or like had a bit like bigger need. Yeah. Do you but, really need to talk about the Canyonero like that? Listen, <laughs> I went out there and I bought what I thought I needed. Okay. The commercials told me I needed it. So, you know what? Kick rocks. <laughs> this Ford Pinto. Despite all of the problems with it, it's definitely going to be worth the money. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I agree. I like the Kevin Hayes move. I just think it's too long and too much. And it's 
I guess that's the market, but that's also the kind of market that's leading you to uh, to another lockout in uh, a couple of years. Well, hopefully yeah. not. But well, um, and it's also it's also a thing though that like this is we're not used to this either because for years we've just had Hextall kind of be like, well, we're just going to draft and develop. We're not going to spend money in free agency. So like now that we're seeing the numbers again, we're kind of like, oh, this is why free agency is insane because now, I mean, if you listened on um, Tuesday to um bsh radio like they were talking about the cast face and i think charlie said if you follow uh like one of the big we- uh, stat websites evolving hockey's uh cap uh, projections fires are going to be working with like less than four million after they sign all the rfas maybe even less so that kind of you know the cap space that chuck had to work with we saw kind of quickly disappear now it's it's only going to be for this year pretty much because bronze going after this year goose is uh hit comes off the books and then you know you can figure it out from there but it's still a lot to take in before the draft like the draft hasn't happened yet the draft is tomorrow right so other things feel like, like they're gonna happen yeah these just aren't inspiring moves though like even no they're really hey- not Hayes yeah. is your best move without a doubt but he's not even that exciting of a player you just overpaid for a 2c it's like and he's not a scoring guy like he's he's more of a defensive two-way guy so it's yeah. like stylistically yeah it's just like it's like okay that's solid but it's not going to make me pumped about the flyers it makes me think okay maybe the flyers can win a few more games against the penguins and capitals but it doesn't make me think baby when does flyers hockey start sign me up i'll be there at the trial (laughs) on the aisle i'll be there pre-training camp i am ready and waiting it it does not inspire me with that and if Rumors are to be believed involving Shane Gostas Bear. I'm even less inspired because he's arguably, I would say, one of the most exciting flyers on the team. And if they trade him away, probably not for his value, then I don't know, man. It's one of those things like some people seem really pumped and I'm glad they do. I'm glad some people are pumped by this bias for action, this jumping back in and actually doing stuff. But like, I'm not there with it because I don't really think this team is markedly better. Yeah, it's 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 one of the situations where a lot of the things I think I've said in the past now kind of like no no not quite like that. Like I for there are a couple times I said this year like I wouldn't mind trading Gudis because this is the size value. They went and they got Niskanen who a guy it was a guy that had a pretty bad year and could be the beginning of his decline. It could be a blip on the radar. We don't know, but they are they're angling the trade in a way that we've also warned about ghost because he had one down year and you don't want to trade him at his lowest value for a guy that sucks at his highest value they went out and they did kind of the opposite with that with gudis and and niskanen but i really don't think niskanen was the if you wanted a top four guy that can log a lot of minutes and you know kind of be a a stabilizing factor with one of the young kids i i feel like there had to have been better options out there I haven't really delved into it, but like Matt Niskanen isn't a guy. If this if this trade was three years ago, I'd be more pumped about it because Niskanen sure. used to drive play. He had a lot better uh, WAR numbers and and GAR numbers, but like now he, the last couple of seasons, he's been kind of trailing, and this year was pretty bad. So I think I think for the Caps, they wanted to get out of the Niskanen. Not like a, not like the Niskanen contract was huge, but if you get out of that get a defenseman that costs less, get the team that's trading with you to eat some of that cap, you still have enough space to go sign Carl Hagelin, which is what they did. And was a guy that we were throwing out there as the three the three wing option, but now he's 
he was off the board. I think, honestly, I think a lot of that plays into this as well, is the fact that now Carlson's gone. Uh, Truba got traded. Uh, Alex Edler is staying in Vancouver, although that happened. Truba got traded, and I did not think it was for his value. And, the, of course, no. a Flyers division rival profited off of that. Now, okay, now the positive thing is, do you think the Flyers could have easily matched that deal? I think the Flyers could have matched that deal. Okay, so if they didn't, that probably means that uh, Shovel Dayoff may have wanted either Ghost or Sandheim or somebody, and Chuck was like, no. So then he just moved on. Or it could mean that Truba just really wanted to play in New York, which is also... Right, big, but uh, like, uh, if you're like giving they could up have... Ghost in like a Truba deal, I can kind of get that. Like, I don't know, man. I could be proven wrong. Oh, I, but... I do not see any deal where I'm going to be really happy about Ghost leaving. Unless there's something... Unless there's really something asinine out there that we don't know is available... And it's well, a one for one, feel, and obviously. Doesn't it feel like they're talking about trading ghosts just for the sake of trading ghosts? Like, that's what it feels like. There seems to be a lot of ghosts to Montreal. And, uh, I mean, we saw that package last week, and that wasn't very pretty. And I don't hot know garbage, what. Hot garbage, just hot garbage. Like, there are things, like, um, I mean, I I guess I wouldn't be entirely opposed to a Kakinami like package, or some something involving him or i i really don't know i it's the thing is i don't really want to find out what i want for ghost i don't know what is out there i don't i i'm kind of set with it's like the defense i have now i he can work going into the season he can have uh Provrov braun sandheim niskanen and then he can have ghost of myers be the third pairing they had sheltered and is used a ton offensively, which I think if you're looking for positives in these deals, that is what it's leading up to, is if they have these six guys as their main guys, and you assume that Schlumpko or, or Marin or Hag, you know, one way or another, one of those guys is, or two of those guys are, are leaving. Um, it should free up a lot of time and space for Ghost or Myers. Or even if you pair Ghost with a Braun or a Niskanen, Ideally, it would just be Ghostles at the free realm a little bit more, and those guys would be holding it down. And I think that uh, when you look at underlying numbers, which obviously, you know, I'm surprised I do, that I Braun and Gudis are kind of unique exceptions, not exceptions, but they're kind of guys that you can, you got to kind of watch them play a little bit more to understand where their numbers are coming from. Like with Gudis, he has good underlying numbers, but it's because he fires the puck every single time he gets it at the blue line. All he's doing is padding his Corsi 4 percentage. And, you know, the argument would be, well, don't all players do that? But, like, Gudis is an extreme example of it because he's never made a shot he doesn't like. The guy just throws the puck at the net and inflates those numbers. He's not, incre- like, he's not increasing the quality of chances for or against. He's just throwing the puck at the net. And then he struggles to get the puck out of his own defensive zone. So his numbers are a little skewed. But he is, I, I do still like Gudis overall. Uh, and Braun was somebody that, I know his relative Corsi 4% percentage sucked, but, and Charlie was talking about this earlier, you know, relative Corsi 4% percentage is how well you do while you're on the ice compared to when your team's off the ice. So if you're Justin Braun and you're one of nine or so players that are starting only uh, 43% of their faceoffs in the offensive zone, it's pretty low. It's a pretty hard situation to win compared to Eric Carlson and Brent Burns, who are getting all the advantageous offensive zone starts and are like starting just where you want to start. Yeah, your relative numbers are going to look like shit because it's the it's the extreme of both sides. So I think 
Braun isn't nearly as bad as his numbers imply, and I think Judas isn't quite as as good as his underlying numbers imply. But even with that said, I'm not crazy about either of those deals. Um, no, no, and I can see just... how they work and work. It's just it's not. Yeah, it's like you said, like they're not inspiring. It's like they're not. You, and they what make drives me trades, nuts yeah. right now. You know yeah, what's yeah. really driving me nuts right now is people going out there. I've seen a lot of this on Twitter where people are like. Oh, boo-hoo, the Flyers don't have, are getting rid of their draft picks and cap space. I don't care. The team's better. It's like, is it, though? Like, I yeah, I don't not. have a problem with them shedding cap space and, and picks, but for good stuff. Like, I don't want them to be just yeah. using cap space. Like, don't use cap space to say you used cap space. No. Yeah. We want the happy medium between spending it unwisely and hoarding it all like Hextall, at least the, the yeah. perception of Hextall. And I'm not saying that Chuck Fletcher is using it unwisely, but this is not the start I really wanted from the, the Fletcher regime when he really gets his chance to go out there and mold the team the way he wants to. I agree. And I, yeah, it is very much like, you know, uh, pe people want, I guess a lot of people want to change this to the roster. And then when these trades happen and people are kind of like, well, Changes need to happen. It's like, yeah, they did, but we wanted like clear cut good ones, and it's right. just not like these are like we had the like when both these trades when you heard them both, neither of them were like, oh fuck yeah, you know, like you didn't you weren't driving around town with your shirt off throwing stuff out the window because you got Justin Braun. It's fucking Justin. No, Braun. I wasn't texting my and friends not... going, yo guys, guess what? Justin Braun is coming to Philly. You'll never believe it. I can't believe they pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like Matt Niskanen's like a guy who maybe a couple years back when he killed it for the Penguins, I would have been ecstatic to sign him. But after the past couple of years in Washington, I'm like, oh, he's yeah. he's a guy. He's just a guy that's getting older and starting to slow down. Like he used to he used to have really good underlying numbers and he is more mobile than Gudis, which I do like. I like the fact that he is uh, quicker and a better skater. Not like leaps and bounds, but he is more mobile, and he's also better at uh, breaking up zone entries. I believe those are Corey Schneider's numbers on both uh, Niskanen and Braun, as they were both pretty good at breaking up zone entries. So, you know, your team struggles to get the puck out of the zone or stops to break, break up cycles. One way to help prevent that is to make sure that the team never has control possession going into the zone. So that angle I get. But like... I, I don't know. I'm in a real like that. Better be better, and the the penalty kill had to be better. If they're not, and Niskanen looks like he did this year, or you know Justin Braun ends up bringing down Ghost or Sandheim, then it's gonna be it's not gonna be fun. I I, I feel like all these changes though. I, I feel like less pucks should be going in the Flyers net. Honestly, like this defense. It might be the best defense they've had in a couple of years, and also now you have Carter Hart. I, I right. feel I, I think they should be def better defensively. I'll be very disappointed if they're not. Again, it, it's like they probably are better right now than they were probably. last season. Yeah, I, I would say they are, but I can't say the Flyers are absolutely better. That's I'm pumped. Thing. It's just yeah. it just doesn't feel that way for sure. I'm going to have to see this team in action before I even remotely know how to feel. And that's a long time from now. Yeah. That's what this whole off season was set to be what it's going to be. And it's just, the draft hasn't even happened yet. And it's just, it feels like with every transaction, they're just testing that theory more. So like 
something bad shit insane is going to happen at the draft, and they're just going to be like, well, just got to wait to fucking see what happens in the regular season. And then the regular season could come. And honestly, I really, I'm with you. I just, I want to see what it looks like first before I completely tear it down. I mean, it doesn't right, look. Right. I, I can because I, I don't feel inspired. I don't feel great yeah. today, but I don't want to tear it down either because it could be good. Again, Kevin Hayes is definitely an upgrade. And then if your your centers are Couturier, Hayes, uh, Patrick, yeah. and Lawton, that's not bad. That's actually oh. pretty good. Uh, yeah. And if they can make an upgraded winger or bring up like Frost or somebody of that nature all the better. Uh, but I don't know, man. I just don't know. <laughs> That's wrong. That's wrong, man. I really don't know. Either. Like the, the moving of picks, the working out with Kevin Hayes, and then uh, just the, the whittling away of cap space for this season. You would think that it would have, it would have felt like Chuck Fletcher is putting in a ton of work, like crazy, insane for depth. Defense is just three solid pairs. And now it's like, Ah, maybe the defense got better. Like, that's what we're left with, is that feeling of like, yeah, maybe that the defense looks like it got better. We'll see. I Out front, I think, yeah, I think a second line of JVR, Kevin Hayes, and Voracek sounds, um, I mean, it sounds pretty good to me. And both Hayes and Voracek, could, like, stylistically, Hayes isn't ideal because I think he is more of a pass-first guy, but he does have a... But you've got JVR there. there who can yep. actually clean up I was gonna that say, line. Yep, Hayes and Voracek are just setting up. Or I mean, uh, yeah, Hayes and Voracek are just setting up JVR. And Hayes I do like... needs to do the Couturier thing, where he can do the the two way role and and kind yep. of be the defensively responsible guy, because God knows the other two in that pairing aren't the res- yeah. defensively responsible guys. And uh, I mean, Voracek and JVR could be a very nice combo. I mean, that that's also big. Like physically, yeah. it's a big line if that's what comes together. Yeah, and that is. You know, that, again, a, a lot of the, these trades, too, are kind of based on narratives, and or the transactions are kind of based on narratives, and, you know, the league, the, the smaller players are starting to thrive in the league, but size still does play a role in the game, so I guess that is helpful if you got a ginormous fucking line, but still. Well, like, I mean, now that the St. Louis Glorias beat the uh, Boston Bruins, <laughs> everybody's going to be about size this year. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, I mean, I don't, nobody's doing what, I, yeah, the league needs to stop doing that. Again, I think you just need good goaltending, and that's really what it comes down to. You just want whatever way you want. And I don't even know if the Blues can do what they did again because I don't know if Bennington's going to do what he did again. And if he's not there, then you're turning the good old Jake Allen to see if you're going to get the party started. But I don't think that's legend. I, yeah, I think. See, the thing with Hayes is like he is like I think he is a good two way player. He produces a five on five. Like I think he is going to help the PK. It seems like he's played the PK a lot everywhere he's played. So it just he... doesn't seem like a seven for seven player. Like no, seven years, thing. seven mil. He just it doesn't seem like a seven years, seven mil player. Maybe it'll yeah. even out in a few years as the cap rises. Which, if current yeah, reports like, yeah. and negotiation are going, the cap is not rising as uh, fast as we thought it would. But yeah. let's say in a couple of years with current contracts, maybe it evens out. But in the short term, it sounds like a lot. Yeah. We should, by the way, let me, I'm going to run through the Kevin Hayes info real quick. So, uh, seven years, 7.143 million a season. Uh, it was $50 million. Uh, no movement clause for the first three years of the contract, 12 team, no trade clause for final four years of the deal. So that is 
I assume partly due to the Seattle expansion, which it's another reason not to really like the deal because then that leaves another young forward uh, up for availability in that draft. So at this whole crossover, we will get there, I guess. But I'm I'm interested to see how that's handled now. Uh, 55 points last season, 71 games, 19 goals. Uh, and like I was saying last year, I felt like is the usage I hope we see uh, with the Flyers, where he got power play time and he did kill penalties and he was pretty good at 5-on-5. Five five. So hopefully that's what we have going into next season. Uh, 25 goals in 17-18. And pointed out by Mike McCormick, <laughs> uh, at Merck Gunner, uh, tweeted out how Bob McKenzie broke the news of Hayes' deal of uh, seven years, 50 million. And then 23 minutes later, good old uh, Slam and Sammy Carcitti felt that the Flyers were pretty close to signing Hayes to a six-year deal, according to TSN, which is where Bob McKenzie works. So, Slam and Sammy! Sam Carcitti already back at it again. So, good for, uh, good for Slam and Sammy there. Guess who's back? Um, guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> guess who's back? By the way, after I get through all this, we get to talk about the, the exciting news of the past week. Uh, which I think, uh, as far as we haven't even mentioned yet. Uh, Niskanen for Gudis. Yeah, we mentioned the whole 30% retained. Uh, 1.005 million for next season. Uh, Niskanen, two more years at 5.75 million. He's now the highest paid D-man. He had 25 points in 80 games this season. 156 points in 390 games. With the cap since 2014-15. Out of 39 D-men that played 1,405 minutes or more last season. Niskanen was 32nd. With 47.15 Corsi 4 percentage. Provorov was 31st. Uh, 33rd with 52.69 Corsi 4 per 60. 31st with 59.07 Corsi against per 60. And he was tied with Drew Doughty for 36 with 45.39 expected goals for percentage. Only Nick Letty and Derek Forbert were worse last year. Uh, yeah, last two seasons were kind of rough. Negative uh, 2.92 relative Corsi 4 percentage this season. Barely above, uh, barely in the positive uh, department last year in that category. Uh, and he played. He played 1114 minutes and 27 seconds with Dmitry Orlov this past season. Together, 48.12 Corsi four percentage, 44.08 away from Orlov, and Orlov is 50.7 or 50.07 away from Niskanen. So Nis- Orlov did pretty good away from Niskanen. Uh, seemed like Niskanen dragged him down there when when they were together. So all this shit really not great. Negative WAR player this year too, which is uh, not great. But again. Maybe he just turns it around. <laughs> There's a lot of. I think that's where I'm at with this. Um, I think that's where I'm at with these deals. Is a lot of it's banking on an upswing of these players, Braun and Niskanen, the kind of bounce back years. Not so much Braun, but more Niskanen. And for the young kids, and stop me if you've heard this before, the young kids take a step forward. It just feels and, like a lot of. But what if it does work out? Yeah, there that it seems like there's not a lot of certainty. It's just kind of this could work, and then they're doing it. Which, but what if again it I, is good? <laughs> I see. Like the thing, the maddening thing is, I really want to dunk on these moves, but I can see like there's logic to them, and it's not horrendously hockey men type transactions and moves. I mean, it's but, but I older logic though, hockey men logic. Yeah. It, it's yeah. pretty close to it. No, and it is. It is. We, well. One of the things we discussed the other day in the BSH Slack was these feel very much like Minnesota Wild moves in the, yeah, the Chuck Fletcher vein. Like it, it feels like the Flyers are 
definitely building an above average team. What a riveting that they need to put that on billboards across Philadelphia. The Flyers definitely building an above average team. <laughs> Watch you know, this team struggle to get to the second round, maybe. Exactly. Sometime. Like that's we'll <laughs> like we could even maybe reach the conference finals. <laughs> and it feels like they are just insanely desperate, insanely desperate to win a playoff round at this point. Cause it's, it's I been think a round. I feel like that's Chuck Fletcher's mission statement in year one is let's let's win a playoff series, gang. Well, I think that is I I, and I think he's kind of being pushed by uh, Comcast there. But I I think you're right. Wow. I think you're right. I mean, they uh, these kind of feel these are the types of moves you make when it, it feels like you might be one or two maneuvers away from bringing it home. And I'll tell you what, uh. I don't think that's the Flyers. I'm sorry if that's bursting people's bubbles, but that's uh, I don't think that's the Flyers in 2020, 2019-20. May not even be the Flyers in 2020-21, but we'll see. I think they're going to be good this year, though. They've got a lot of talent, and I know we've been saying this for a couple of years, but they do. They have a lot of talented players. Yeah, so um, if at all. Their top, their top nine, actually, the entire offensive lineup, in theory, could be very good. The defense could be very good. Carter Hart could be very good. It all could be very good. And frankly, if the fucking blues can win a Stanley cup, the flyers can win a Stanley cup. It's that. Yeah. Then they absolutely can. Yeah. 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 Hopefully Uh, I'm hoping that little sound bit gets used for ever. Me saying that the flyers probably going to get you probably going to win the cup in 2019, 20. I hope that's used forever because they go on some kind of run here, but like I, and I've, well, we've been saying it. I mean, I've been saying it for like the last three months. They have, they had guys, five guys that scored 20 goals. The defense is talented and young, and now they have Carter Hart. So now I guess you add these vets in who relieve stress and stress and pressure and kind of carry the, the hard men for the younger guys again. Yeah, Kevin Hayes, you could add. I mean, I don't know how else they're going to add a forward without doing the method I see happening. But uh, if they do do that, they have even more forward depth than they have. Like, they should be a pretty well-rounded team. Theoretically, next season, they should be well-rounded. I just don't know if, yeah, I don't know if it's going to overpower anybody. Uh, I, and I don't know. I just got a bad feeling about Ghost is all. I Like, the draft, while you're listening to this, the draft is today. I just have a bad feeling that Ghost is going to get traded. I have a, feel, I feel a like bad feeling done. Ghost is going to be traded five minutes after this podcast ends tonight. No, oh, probably. Well, what was it? the uh, What broke last week? The Niskanen trade? Niskanen trade happened yeah. almost as soon as I finished uploading the episode yeah, last week. Yeah, so they might be. I But I feel, yeah, but I just don't even know. They've got to trade it for a forward. I'm really nervous that it's going to be a one If it's Andrew one. Shaw, I'm going to flip the fuck oh yeah like i am gonna come on this program next week and i am gonna rant for approximately three and a half hours (laughs) i really wouldn't blame you like if it's the package word like if that package that was thrown out last week andrew shaw and paul byron yeah nah i i can't do that like if it goes to the canadians it's gotta i need drew in at least if not more, if I'm being honest, I, I agree. Outside of that, I don't, I like, that's the thing. I, I know some, I know we might hype up ghosts like as Flyers fans or whatever, but 
He put up over Dude, 60 points two years ago. He's doing it again next season. He's going to have a balanced back season next year, whether yeah. it's here in sheltered minutes or if it's somewhere else, the guy's bouncing back. Uh, and I really don't like the whole, you know, let's be you jealous. You just know of the he's going to end up as one of those all time should have kept flyers. You well, I was just say, know it already. I was going to say it was cute and all and everybody was pushing those narratives for Craig Ruby and Brian Chen this past week. But next year, if, Gossier gets traded. We're gonna have that very real narrative of holy shit, we let go of a key player, and now he is in the top four of a team that is pushing for a cup. Like that's Wait, gonna be a thing. This is how I felt about Bobrovsky when they traded him, and uh, yeah. and I I know there were differing opinions at the time, but I have I think you can go back and listen to archives. I have been Team Bobrovsky for a long time, and I was pissed off when they traded him. And <laughs> I am going to be pissed off. I have a very similar feeling about Shane Goss to spare if they trade him. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, the latest on this is a Pierre Lebrun treat. Uh, t- treat. Ooh, a treat. Ooh, what's he giving us? <laughs> it's definitely not a treat. A uh, tweet from four <laughs> hours ago. Flyers, after acquiring 2D, have gotten calls from a few teams on Shane Goss to spare. I think they would rather keep him, but are listening. I believe Montreal is among those teams who have inquired. So LeBron, very good reporter, knows what he's doing, mentioned in Montreal here. And uh, he's probably, I'd say he's top three for your trusted sources. Obviously, uh, Bob McKenzie, friend of the show, Bob McKenzie, number one. But it's Uh, if LeBron's putting it out there, there's some smoke. Yeah. And I mean, there's we I think we've been feeling like there's been smoke for a while. It's just getting like this is. If it's going to happen, I think it happens at this draft. And I think that's why these trades happened before the draft, because they wanted. These were guys you could get and know that you're on your roster rather than banking on signing them as free agents. Like they didn't want to go into the draft. Trade ghost and then not be able to land any of the free agents. And then you go in the next season with the same defense minus Gossip Bear. I think they went out and they got these guys because they were attainable before the draft. Uh, in, the, in the grand spectrum of things, they didn't give up too much. Like, they gave up Gudis a second and a third to add two defensemen, one that logs top four minutes, and a guy that has some of the toughest usage in the league. So it's not the end of the yeah. world. And but, if Braun proves us wrong, he'll definitely be worth a second and a third. But it just, yeah. again, just like with Kevin Hayes, it feels like an overpayment right now. I don't yeah. have a problem giving up draft picks. I do not, but I don't either. to give them it's, away for mediocre talent is stupid. Yeah. It's the it's the principle of it. Like right now, the Flyers have Flyers have more than seven picks on this year's draft and next year's draft because of because of Hextall just hoarding the draft picks and collecting them. This is what we've been talking about with Fletcher getting the advantage of what Hextall is doing. You know, the complete mess that and where Chuck Fletcher has made three mediocre deals and everybody's got boners over it because this team is all of a sudden good. You know, that but, team that'll heck the left behind. <laughs> but he bought out AMAC, so it's all worth it. Which, oh, real quick, before we start celebrating about that, the Flyers have one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, they still have nine picks in this year's draft. No, they have eight. So they have one in the first three rounds. And then they have seven next year. Six next year. So they have picks. I mean, yeah, but there's still like, not but, having you know, a second and a third. There's a lot of talent to be had in the second and the third. But again, maybe bronze better than for, I think he is. But I don't think yeah. so. 
<laughs> I yeah, we'll see. Again, I, mean, I Sharks am, fans I'm to seem pretty it. happy to to not have him anymore. Yeah, I I'm I'm trying to look at it uh, with the most op- like uh, as optimistic as I can here, and uh, it can be that he can help the penalty kill. And apparently, he's been playing some really really fucking tough minutes. So hopefully, yeah, and I appreciate you coming in. With that optimistic view. And usually, I'll be honest with you, usually I'm not. Like, this all season, I'm really trying my best to see. I'm just trying to have an open mind and see if all this is going to pay off. I don't know. But a lot of people are really, really pumped about Matt Niskin and, and Justin Braun out there. Or Some just people trades in are general. super pumped about this, but it seems like they're super pumped that the Flyers are making moves. It also seems yeah. like the rest of the league is laughing at the Flyers again and very happy that the Flyers are back in action. And I yeah. know it can be a little overinflated how much uh, teams laugh at the Flyers over this kind of stuff. But at the same time, as I've said, they overpaid for they definitely overpaid for Braun and they definitely overpaid a little for for Hayes. Yeah. And Niskanen is just kind of like, well, that's a move. Yeah, like the Niskanen one, I I feel like it's never a good trade if you're searching for reasons why it's a good trade for your team. And I feel like we, I was doing that with the Niskanen trade. Like, to me, he is not... I think at the end of the day, he is better than Gudis, but that's mainly because we know that he can play more. And he's, he, he's better in all three situations than Gudis would have been, I guess. And he's more mobile, which I think is important to me. So in theory, uh, it's like, an upgrade over good ass. In theory, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's not like, a, oh yeah, we won that trade. Like it's, we'll we'll see how it works out. I think we. Do you want to go back and talk about the thing that would make us happy right now, though? The one thing you just touched on, and then I went on about draft picks. What would make us happy right now, Craig? Talking about the AMAC buyout that he's finally let's gone. Let's talk. Let's talk about the fact that the time has come. We are free of Andrew Tiberius McDonald. At long last, AMAC is gone, bought out. Thank God we no longer have to see the starfish on the ice. I'm going to be honest with you. If you had told me his name was, middle name was Tiberius beforehand, you're supposed for him not to be bought out. <laughs> Besides that, I there's really what, nothing. Uh, I wonder what that actual middle name is. No I feel like I feel like Andrew McDonald. I feel like the the most exciting male name it can have is Drew. Andrew Drew McDonald is what it feels like, or <laughs> like uh, Drew like, McDonald. Like I don't know, Andrew Timothy McDonald, Andrew Daniel McDonald. That's some. Know, it's got to be as plain out. as possible. Yeah, but Flyers did buy him out. Uh, he's got a cap hit for $1.166 million in 2019-20, $1.916 in 2020-21. He had 72 points in 291 games with the Flyers, ended his career, Flyers career, on a 47-game goal drought. Hey, that's his number. Uh, last oh, wow. goal game, game six against the Penguins. <laughs> yeah. How exciting. That's fun. That's the, that's what, oh, that's what, just what, fun. <laughs> How that all ties in together, you know? Some people would call it ironic. Yeah, but I'm not allowed more. I don't think though. it's ironic, though. I don't. I don't. Uh, think it's he's actually irony. Yeah, we don't know. We'll never know. What uh, is he irony? Was... <laughs> Isn't it ironic? It's so hard to explain. Irony. 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 
It's like a Isn't player it? wearing 47 <laughs> who can't score goals and 47 straight. That doesn't, it doesn't have the same ring. That's not, no, it didn't make it into the song for a reason. We'll see. And if it's well, not in the song, it's not ironic. Yeah, she she listed all the examples of ironic. Alana's already got it. But those are it. Like the if 10 Alana's or doesn't list, you must acquit. No, that's not <laughs> Also, this is why I hate Full House or whatever that theory was on the guy that you wrote that song about. Anyway, uh, sub 50 course of four percentage. That's right. Uh, sub 50 course of four percentage. Every single season he was here, he was a 47.86 course of four percentage overall in Philly. Uh, my wait, favorite wait, wait. moment 47. He just can't escape the number. Yeah, that's why I picked 47. He was like, I know what I'm doing. This is all I know what I'm doing. That's all 47 is not only my number, but it's my goal. So I remember my favorite game, my favorite, you know, being in uh, quotation marks, my favorite Andrew McDonald moment. Because I remember thinking at the time, this might be the worst game he's ever going to play with the Flyers. It was Flyers-Coyotes in Philadelphia, 2016-17 season. I think it was October 2016. Always an exciting matchup. And memorable, apparently for me. Had one of the worst turnovers I've ever seen in the opening two or three minutes. Had the puck at the top of the circle, just a coyote directly in his passing lane. Eyes him up, passes it right to him for a scoring chance. Uh, he was on the ice for the first goal against, got stuck in no man's land, couldn't decide if he wanted to break up a pass or attack the guy with the puck. Of course, he got caught standing still and got burned. Uh, second one, he got beat to the inside and then ran into Mason after the guy scored. And then at the very end of the game, he scored a goal himself. So then people could say, oh, he wasn't that bad. He scored a goal. Or at least that's how people, certain people that worked at TSN and other outlets uh, pictured it as. So that, that was my favorite AMAC moment. There's so many to choose You're from. You're the best around. <laughs> no one ever there to bring you down. And I do want to say, you know, I understand he's a great guy. And he's had, you know, he's had a, a tremendous amount of off-ice, wonderful stories. But, uh, I mean, he was paid a lot of money to play good defense, and he didn't do that. And uh, I think that deserves uh, getting yelled at and booed. I mean, we if we paid Mother Teresa uh, $30 million for six years to play defense and she was bad, I'd boo her right off the rank. I don't care what she's doing. You know, when Mother Teresa comes out there, and instead of just stepping up in the defensive zone, she decides to lay down and try and block the shot. Yeah, she's going to get some yeah, booze. I'm throwing some hoagies. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what she's doing off the ice. I don't care yeah. if she's making PB&Js for everybody. Like, That's I, like I care. nine volts straight to the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get J.D. Drewed hard, and you better learn your lesson. <laughs> so, But I, always, I did really enjoy that, that all those stories came out, like, after. Because, like, again, and again, like, he, you know, he's getting a lot of shit from people, and, like, a lot of people were pissed. Sometimes he's got $5 million a year to be like, man, these people hate me. You give me $5 million, I'll walk around the city of Philadelphia and people can boot me to my face every day. This He'll may happen. It. He's fine. It could happen. I, I don't know. I mean, if you get enough people running into the Bobcats dunking all so I might have to do it. <laughs> but the I, I I just like that as soon as McDonald got bought out, people were like, oh, but look at this story. And then they shared it. I was like, oh. Then their trip to Florida one time, Andrew McDonald gave everybody butterfingers and they all smiled. And it was a great experience. And I was like, Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. I don't give a shit. Like, he couldn't play defense <laughs> at all. I'm so happy he's not part of the team. My well, only... What about the time that Amac dressed up as the Easter Bunny for all the Flyers' children? Wasn't that sweet? 
After their 8-2 home loss, uh, Andrew McDonald stood in the middle of the locker room and finger painted for an hour, and teammates gently gave him a golf clap, and the whole team are out boosted. It's like, I don't get No, that didn't happen. None of this happened. So. <laughs> the fucking worst stories. You know, after, after the latest playoff loss to the Penguins, AMAC got up there, and he did five minutes of the funniest stand-up you've ever heard. <laughs> And it was all it was all clean family friendly stuff because that was Amac, you know, just stand up guy. But it was just just the boost this team and their families needed after a time of hardship. And that's who Andrew McDonald was, and I'm gonna miss him for one. <laughs> Didn't he, work he blue ter- that Andrew McDonald. <laughs> he was a terrible defenseman, but goddamn it, he was a wonderful man. Just like a he, eulogy after he got fucked. Motherfucker could out. tell a joke. Let me tell you. <laughs> I do enjoy, I will say, last week I was talking about how I wouldn't necessarily want to buy him out just to see, you know, uh, if we really even need that cap space, and it looks like we're going to. But uh, now that he's gone, pretty happy. I uh, don't really care about the cap space at all. No, but it's, just great. Happy it's a great is, feeling. Yeah. Now, if they could get rid of Robert Haig instead of Shane Gostas Bear, we're looking yeah, pretty good. We'll I'll tell you, that, yeah, would be, I just, that would be a nice addition by subtraction because I would take almost anything for Robert Haig. I would take those butterfingers that Andrew McDonald was giving out after that. Still giving him loss. out, by the way. He's still giving them out. I just got one from him. <laughs> How you doing, Andy? Uh, okay. Um, bathroom <laughs> is, if you go upstairs to the left. Yeah. All right. No deuces. Thank you. So um, that was Andrew McDonald. He's uh, living in my guest room right now. He's falling on hard times. He's only a $5 million a year heir. But um... <laughs> I kind of like picturing Andrew McDonald handing out Halloween candy and like making jokes. Everybody's like parents being like, I'm handing these out for free. Like uh, I did pucks in the defensive zone, if you know what I'm saying. Am I right? All right. You guys have a happy Halloween. I'll see you next year. <laughs> so on that note, does... <laughs> what's, a, what's a hockey puck? Shit. So he's giving out ring like ding. peanut butter cups or like a do- <laughs> not devil dogs. What's the ring dong ring ding? A ding? Yeah, ring ding. So he's handing yeah, out yeah. ring dings and just going like, <laughs> yeah. this looks familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm picturing. He's got to fall over every once in a while. Some kid just... comes up dressed in like an Alex Ovechkin jersey, and he's like, "Oh, here you go. This is just like old times." <laughs> Other ki- kids in that. The uh, Alex Ovechkin uh, dress-up group are just like, oh, well, Amag actually played pretty good defense there. You can't really fault him. Just making excuses for Andrew McDonald on the spot. Just everywhere he goes, people make up excuses for why he sucks at what he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew McDonald, like, he he tries and fails at, like, a, an office job. And like, but you know what, though? He's the nicest guy. <laughs> he embezzled about $2 million. And they're like, yeah, but guess what? He was super nice to the receptionist. <laughs> we saw that we were uh, $30,000 in the hole as an office uh, this month, and we realized that Andrew McDonald just bought too many stamps, and that's all it was. But, you know, he's, he's funny about it, so it's it's fine. He bought everybody's subway the next day, so it's cool. He's 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 a cool guy, that guy. Only the, the company's going under now, but he bought everybody hoagies, so let's just move on. It's fine. <laughs> hoagies make everything better. AMAC came in. With a whole tray of soft pretzels with the little dipping <laughs> sauces. He even got one of the sweet ones, which, you know, I don't normally go for. And then I try it. And I'm like, this is pretty good. 
that guy's great. Stand-up guy. And somebody went home with half the tray because who can eat that many pretzel nuggets? Yeah. So, so uh, moral of the story is he's a stand-up guy, but we no longer have to watch him play hockey. So it's the best for Thank everybody. Thank God. I mean, uh, it just can't be said enough. Thank God. One of the most painful players I've ever watched in my life. Just to see him back up, back up, back up, fall into his own goalie, cause chaos. Just one of the least productive defensemen I can remember will not be missed. Was he the least productive defenseman in our lives as Flyers fans? I mean, I know we had the discussion last week about whether Hag or McDonald were actually worse. The thing is, Andrew McDonald's the most visibly worst defenseman, I think. Certainly, I can remember worse ones. Like, you remember a little guy named Mike Rathje? I think he played like two minutes as a flyer. Or, oh, (laughs) I think think Johnny Oduya. Thank you. Johnny (laughs) Oduya might have the the worst flyer stint overall. You know what? He really might, actually. Yeah. What was it? 12 minutes, got injured, got burned for a breakaway goal. That is... I mean, that's hard. You have to go. Somebody would need to sign a one-year deal going to the season being like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this up real hard and try it's like it like if Bobby Flay decided to play <laughs> defense for the Flyers for one game. I did enjoy seeing those people right now. Oh, <laughs> a the lot beat of, Bobby a lot Flay Bobby reaction Flay, last yeah. week was fantastic. But uh, it's like, beat this week on Beat Bobby Flay, I'm going to try and beat Johnny Oduya at defense. They're just both out there just, just getting burnt left and right. <laughs> Looks like nobody won this week. <laughs> Bobby Flay is still over whatever in the things he does outside of cooking. The, the non-cooking cooking. beat Bobby Flay. He is winless, but yeah, you know, but it's almost must watch TV. <laughs> he's got a great shot at roulette next week. <laughs> Look at this inept man do other things besides the one strength he has in life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about a defense when we don't hope turns into Andrew McDonald. Uh, let's talk about the numbers for Braun real quick. Uh, and I noticed you had the, the headline as adding Braun. Hey, Oh, yeah. It wasn't even, yep. I'll take credit for that though. Yeah. Quick, quick side note before we, we dive into the Braunster here, but, uh, you, you know, the catchphrase brains and brains and Braun, right? No, uh, Describe no, not like, like you know, he's the brains, he's the brawn. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like have you ever met somebody who doesn't know what the word brawn means? Yes. Oh okay. I think I have actually. Yeah. And what is your reaction when that happens? I I just I I don't know what I, I I'm kind of knocked off kilter a little bit. I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty common word. Uh, yes, and I, I I had one of yeah. those those moments where I'm just like, oh my, how do you not know? Like this is <laughs> this is such a common word. I just this is such a common it. phrase. The brains and the brawn, and I'm just like, why, why, why? That reminds me of um that episode of Seinfeld. Actually, going ironically, we're talking about irony because I was going to say this is a. Uh, don't you think when Elaine was on the subway? And she was talking to the the older woman, and she's like, "Where are you going?" And she said to like a, a wedding, and it was for two women, and she didn't know what irony meant. Like she was asking what irony meant out of the entire situation, <laughs> rather than like you know who the wedding was for. But yeah, that's what that reminded me of. Just people not knowing simple words. But that's not what this is. This is we're talking about Justin Braun. The we're talking about Ryan noticed, Braun, steroid yeah. addicted baseball player now. 
Playing for the Flyers. Can't stay off the juice. You may have noticed a mini riot in Philadelphia last week with people flipping cars and whatnot. It's because we added Justin fucking Braun, baby. And here it is. One more year, $3.8 million. Uh, and that is uh, that is it. That's all I have on him. He, he played very hard minutes. Uh, horrendous possession numbers. Doesn't put up numbers offensively. But uh, yeah, that is that's Justin Braun news right there. If I'm him. looking but, at my my notes here, Justin Braun is a hockey player. Yeah, that's that's pretty. You got it. That's what we need right here. And of, I think both the moves of Braun and uh, Niskanen really do open up the uh, possibility of trading Ghost because now they have Provorov, Sanheim, Ghost, Niskanen, Braun, um, Hag, Myers, Schlemko, Marin. Oh, Schlemko. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that's nine. That's nine. Play, unless I'm miscounting, that is nine defensemen. And, I mean, uh, it's it's a recent bold strategy for a coach to ice nine defensemen in a game and go short on forward. If you so, can get it, if you can get nine defensemen on the ice at once, and nobody notices. Do it. I mean, go for it, Av. If you can break rules and nobody get, like cares, just just do that. That's all you got to do. Just put nine defensemen out there. You can't tell Big Al and the ass crew what to do. <laughs> they got they got too much ass. There's too much just, ass. Yeah, it's too. You can't. You can't break through that much. At well, this is all right. <laughs> Try to boy. run. <laughs> Try to hide. The ass crew's coming. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's that on those uh those the buyout signing, the trades. Uh, overall, how do you how do you feel about all four moves together? Moving forward as a team, how do you feel about the Flyers at this second, Steve? Are we they being down the door next season? Are they taking off? The team I've never been more excited in my life for the Philadelphia Flyers to play the sport of ice hockey. Look, I'm excited to make them transactions. At this moment. I'm so happy they're making transactions. I don't care if they're good on the ice or not. I, don't I just give a shit what kind of transaction it is. It's <laughs> something. And in, it's something's better than nothing, in my opinion. Look, when it's like late June or early July, I don't want to get excited about life events. I don't want to wait patiently for the team I've liked to maybe get better. I want to see Matt fucking Niskanen on this team. And guess what, baby? There's only one team with him on the roster now. And it's my team. And they may or not be better because of it. So you're just going to have to deal with that. That's my take. Good old floppy Nisk. Good old flat. Yep, risky Nisky. Risky Nisky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, his nickname. it's not exciting, but they are objectively better than they were last season as of this moment. They they definitely are. They're objectively better. It's just I don't really love where the resources were spent, but more stuff could happen. And again, also, it's this it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Also, we're talking about at this second as we're recording before the draft. I don't know if we want to do one tomorrow night after the draft. Uh, definitely be, not. Yeah, we will be. Uh, well, we'll be. Uh, we'll be on a different planet. But also, I don't know if we want to talk about ghosts being traded. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna be on the planet Bud Heavy. <laughs> oh, baby! I pretty. That's pretty much the only thing I'm allowed to drink tomorrow, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just oh, I. I mean, though. actually, after friend of the show John Ham disappointed us by drinking Bud Light out of oh, the Stanley wow. Cup. I feel like. Um, I feel like, but there should be a 
Bud Light for John Ham, but it's just called Bud Ham, and it's gigantic ham soaked in Bud Light. Is this a good idea? Should I start like a rum ham? Like a yeah, rum, like a rum like ham. A rum ham? Like a rum ham, but light beer, right? Sure, let's this go for it. This is a good it. idea. Let's go for it. I got nothing else going there, on. I mean, there is a beer called Hams. Oh, all right. But it's terrible. But so is yeah, Bud what, Light. Should I know Hams? Is that like a Philly no, beer? No, it's, no? Okay, it's, just, right. it's just a, a low-class, terrible beer. Okay, all right. Like, very I'm similar to the level for uh, a Natty Light. Natty Light, Natty Bow. I'm familiar with these, but I'm not familiar with Hams. Well, hams. Experience. <laughs> hams sure is a beer. And hams is kind of the the Justin Braun <laughs> of beers, where you're just like, well, it's a beer. Does it taste good? It's a beer. <laughs> hey, we've got more beer now. There's no arguing that at all. That's like when you go to a tailgate and somebody would bring Lion's Head. It's like, oh, you got you got beer. Fucking Lion's Head. Yeah. <laughs> with puzzles, you got beer with puzzles. Hey, that's pretty well. Natty Bo does that too. So pretty much, apparently, just some executive at a shitty beer company was like, "Look, you know people don't want to drink this, but people fucking love puzzles. Put them on the bottom of the list. We'll sell puzzles by the hundred. That's all we got to do." <laughs> and uh, apparently, it's uh, taken off nationwide. You sell this for ten bucks a case. People will buy it for the cheapness, but they'll stay for the puzzles. Hmm. You want to talk about these other deals? I, no. I mean the. Uh, Okay, we'll go through them real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob Truba to the Rangers for Neil Pionk and the 20th overall. I think the both (sighs) players are RFAs. I think the Flyers could have easily had this. I think Truba just wanted to go. Apparently, it sounded like Truba just wanted to go to New York. So it sounded like the the Rangers could have thrown any package out there, and the Jets kind of had to be like, all right. Fine. That's what happened. The dream defenseman ad was Eric Carlson and his one ankle, and he signed for eight years. $11.5 $11.5 million a year to stay in San Jose. That That's is over $4 a million hefty, dollars more. Hefty deal. That is a hefty deal. But, uh, I mean, Carlson's the best when he's healthy, but when he's healthy is obviously the key phrase. And the Sharks are old and expensive, and it it feels like they might have to sacrifice like a guy that they might have wanted to keep in order to make this Carlson contract work. Of course, also, Chucky Fletcher coming in and saying, oh, I'll take that Justin Braun off your hands. Kind of helped. Like I do like how both the teams that they traded that he traded with this weekend were kind of, you know, not exactly in the best caps like situation. And he's like, you know what? I can help with that. I'll be a nice guy this time around. You know, who's going to help you out here. Chucky two trades. Also, Chuck, what do you want? Uh, what do you want back for this? Don't worry about it. I'm just that nice of a guy. <laughs> The Eric Carlson trade, I think they can bring back most of their roster and they can run it back and see if they can get to the Stanley Cup this year. And because they are older, some of these later years in this contract are going to be, uh, I mean, the Flyers, I mean, not the Flyers, well, the Flyers might still suck, but the, the Sharks are probably not going to be that great in a couple years anyway, so this cap is really not going to matter. Like, they kind of know they only have, a, like, maybe two or three more seasons left with these guys, even that. So may as well lock up Carlson and take two or three more swings and then just kind of wait to go to hell. But uh, Alex Adler, too, is another guy we have been throwing around. Him and Strawman were the two veteran uh, free agent defensemen, I think, that would have been like the next best options on the market after uh, Carlson. But signed a two-year extension worth $6 million cap hit uh, today. 
Uh, and then Corey Perry was bought out. Hey, what do you think about Corey Perry? You want to bring him in? Oh, man, you want to talk about too much asshole. He basically owns the asshole store, Corey Perry. <laughs> but, I mean, Corey Perry is a guy. He's a guy here. This Corey Perry. He brings jerkitude. He brings grit. He brings hustle. But at the end of the day, Corey Perry is uh, hes too injury prone. He has just hit I would agree. so many injury walls in the past few years. And look, Corey Perry used to be an amazing goal scorer. Yep. And just like a guy anybody would want on their team. Because while he was an asshole, he was your asshole. And he's just a guy you wanted on your side. He'd be a jerk, but he'd score goals. And he almost seems like a guy I would want to just give like a kind of a low ball prove it contract for a year. That, but he's also wrong. really unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like I was saying before about the one year deals, uh, I'm, I'm here for a quarter pair one year deal. I don't give a shit. He only scored. You are right about the injury prone and he used to being able to score. He hasn't scored 20 goals or more since 2015, 16 or 2016, 17. 2015, 16, I believe. Uh, he had six goals this year in 31 games. So nowhere near the guy he used to be. Uh, but for one year, really, really cheap, he would bring the he would bring another layer of asshole to this team that I would like to see. The the kind of asshole I want with like a Brad Marsh anti-player, a guy that will piss everybody off but could, also put up 100 points. He could take Travis Konechny under his wing for for jerk lessons. Yeah, we talk about, we talk about, you know, the, all these veterans need to come in. So all the young players can see how bad you can be when you get older. So now you got a strike or whatever. Why can't Corey Perry come in and like, yeah, show connecting how to be an asshole and like not tip waiters and waitresses or like trip people on the street or, you know, like why can't he come in and do that kind of stuff? Why can't we use that narrative here? Now you see, Travis, if you slash exactly at this time after the whistle is blown, they'll never <laughs> see it. And You'll piss the other guy off. So I think that's a win, win, win. Oh, see, Travis, when you when you grab the egg, you don't want to crack it. You just want to hold it loosely. And then when you throw it like a baseball, it should shatter on that person's window almost instantly. And it's fun for everybody. So we just go around the neighborhood doing this. Just connecting and Perry going around egging people, playing mailbox baseball. That's these are, of course, bonding. these are, of course, highlights from our new Netflix show, The Jerk Mentor. <laughs> That's that's stuff that they could videotape and put on the Flyers website and people would watch. Just the making of connecting to an asshole. Are you listening? Flyerscontentmakers.org. <laughs> Craig Meltzer, and Steve are here. <laughs> I know. I know they are. Craig and Steve are here to make your tent. Tangy tent. <laughs> right here. Ready to be made. Now, another uh, forward that sounds like will be available is uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, who has officially requested a trade out of the Edmonton organization. Also known out as the of the frozen tundra of Edmonton. Who would have so. thought? I'm really glad, by the way, I know it's Pugliarvi, because if I had never seen that name before, that would Pugliarvi. just be... would not get real hard to announce. Yeah, I've been... I've been doing my research with this BSH draft, by the way. Listen to the BSH mock draft. Um, yes. I've been that. doing my research and learning how to actually pronounce names, which has been nice. I actually, we can touch on the draft real quick because I, we, I don't know anything about this draft. I know the names that should be there for the Flyers. I can't honestly tell you which one I prefer them to take. This Sounds is like bad people want because... Matthew Boldy. 
if you don't know, how the hell am I supposed to know? Well, I mean, I will know after the draft. I will do tons of research after they take all these guys. But I still have – I am with Bill that – and I believe Bill said this. I don't mean to throw him out there. Uh, I don't think they're t- I don't think they're picking at eleven. I I think the pick is getting traded. So I and now that the second pick is gone, what what why am I gonna have a why am I gonna have a cram study session for three days to learn players that are never gonna be on the Flyers? So we'll uh. So you think ghost and week. ghost in the eleventh for Andrew Shaw? Ghost in the eleventh and Robert Hag, Shaw Byron. Anti Nami's signing rights. Oh yeah, you got to get a backup goalie because I heard that Chucky Two Trades is not interested I, in I'm signing one of the two readily available guys and just getting a backup goalie through trade. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, well, I was still adding on that package. You didn't let me sweeten the pot yet. Oh baby, signing rights for Anti Nami. A day with Mark Bergman at the park. Oh wow. A dinner with Claude Julian. Oh wow. Uh, I was I I can't say any jokes I want to say from Max Domi, but you got wrong with this anyway. <laughs> well, and wait, wait, wait! You forgot, of course, the greatest, the greatest incentive in all of all, uh, a ride on Shea Weber's shoulders through a theme park, <laughs> yeah, through a... where you can just yeah, like point and go, "I want to go on that coaster, Shay." <laughs> and then, yeah, so that will also lead into your. Uh take a day to injure Shea Weber event. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff you can get from Montreal. And uh, yeah, also the backup goalie situation, I go back to that now for my extremely bad joke. The, I don't understand. That's also intriguing too. I don't know what they're going to do. Like I thought Elliot or Talbot would have been. Seemed like I a no brainer. Like yeah, they are. They are seemingly the two best options on the, the market. And also again, if you don't need to spend assets. For a backup assets. goalie. For a backup, backup goaltender. Goal. A backup fucking goaltender. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't trade a third or a fourth in for... Through the nose. Out through the mouth. Okay. Dorothy I'm Kemper? I'm centered. My cheese is centered. See, here's the thing. If they go out and they get an, another really good goalie, okay, I'll, I'll listen. But if you're going to trade, like if we're doing this to get... I can't fuck Chad Johnson or... Fucking Jake Allen or somebody that is just not going to be worth an asset. Don't do it. I have a bad feeling that's what's going to happen now. I'm not. I. I'm. I'm interested to see what the vibe is going to be next week after this draft. I just have a bad feeling that uh, a certain somebody's getting traded, and I really <laughs> these. Tra- that's part of the reason why I'm not too hyper about these trades either, because I feel like it's just leading all this action before the draft and free agency. Seems like Fletcher wanted to get his get everything in place before he decided to make a trade at the draft. And uh, there's still a hole up front and the blue line is crowded. So I think it's just, I think it's heading that way, baby. I'm ready. My body's ready. I'm ready for the hot takes next week. About how it was the right trade. No matter who they get. It's going to be a magical show. My voice will not be raised at any point. (laughs) Yeah. What if we just right, was, what if we just punk everybody out and then we just come on and and kind of just talk about like uh, mystery science theater three thousand for two hours or something? <laughs> we we just talk about we just do a, a a an episode by episode review of the Sopranos. 
just do a a Marley and movie review. Oh my god, that a would failure, be a failure. Well, I think to you can count on movie review. <laughs> I think you can count on it. I think Owen Wilson movie review of some sort will be coming next week. So uh, you better brush up on your Shanghai Nights, your Wedding Crashers. By the way, for those who haven't seen Marley and Me, spoiler alert: the uh, dog becomes a scientist. Nobody sees it coming, but he's he, working. You know, yeah. he's working behind the scenes to get his PhD. He was. It's based on a true story of the dog that uh, found the cure for scurvy. So you may want to. You may want to check in next week. It's pretty. It's and a pretty they big called stuff. him the dog that found a cure for scurvy. <laughs> and that's how the movie the ends. Game, but he accomplished it. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Wigglesworth. <laughs> Dr. Saucy Paws has discovered the cure for scurvy. And they called him the canine that cured polio. By the way, to me, every piece of entertainment, whether it's a movie or a show, just turns with the main character turning to the TV and saying that truly was whatever. So I guess my guess for the ending of Marley and me is Owen Wilson holding the dead dog and going, well, I guess this was truly Marley and me. And then just the <laughs> credits roll. And that's it. That's it. That's out. It. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, that yakety sax plays mom. Like Frankenstein ends with, he truly was Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> and then just journey blares. And that's it. roll credits. We're, we're getting out of here. We're the rap party. So, we got some NHL awards, Steve. If you want to run through them, because I'll tell you this: I'll tell you this right now. Not a single fucking flower is voted for any of these awards. They cover a multitude of ways to succeed in this game, and only one flyer got a vote in any of these goddamn categories. If oh, you wanted to talk about a guy who was a flyer for half a season, <laughs> and then dragged the team, and he's yeah okay. Kucherov won the heart, his first heart ever, 128 points. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, Krause was second, McDavid was third, Goudreau fourth. Brad Marchand, fifth. No Flyers earned a vote. Mark Scheifele earned a fifth-place vote, so if, uh, I'm sure the Jets will add that on. Jets fans will add that on to their running total of uh, Scheifele over Couturier arguments for no reason. Oh, yeah. They uh, the most important argument in the game. I mean, when you're Winnipeg, there's, there's not much else you can do out there. Uh, yeah, nothing else. You got no uh, <laughs> Eagles who won the Super Bowl in the past couple of years, beat the Patriots yeah. 41-33. Yeah, it's a little People question. forget. Uh, last time Canada won a Super Bowl. I know they got the NBA title right now, but you know they don't have a Joel Embiid. Mm. You know they don't have uh, an inconsistent Philadelphia Phillies ball club to watch. None of that stuff. None of that yeah. stuff. So you just don't watch. You know, just enjoy watching Patrick Liner for the next decade. You losers. You just uh, enjoy also... watching snowflakes fall in September. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> no parks. Uh, <laughs> Kucherov also won. The Art Ross, uh, his first, and also won the Ted Lindsay Award for the best player voted by the NHLPA, his first. Uh, Mark Giordano wins the Norris by a lot. He blew up Brent Burns, who was second. Victor Hedman, John Carlson was fourth. Morgan Riley was fifth, because Toronto definitely had voters. Uh, no flyer received the vote. Uh, Elias Pedersen won the Calder. Jordan Bennington was second. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin was third. Mira Heiskin was fourth. Brady Kachuk was fifth. Carter Hart finished ninth. One Woo! third place vote, Woo! two fourth place votes, seven fifth place votes. So there's Carter Hart being the yeah. keeping the Flyers from getting shut out during all this. So thank God, which is usually you know not the other way around. But uh, Ryan O'Reilly wins the Selkie as first, uh, surprisingly. Mark Stone second, Patrice Bergeron third, Crosby fourth, Barkov 
fifth. Couturier was sixth. This is another reason why the Flyers need to get good because nobody talks about Sean Couturier. He's below. He's below. Nobody talks about Alexander Barkov, who was fifth. So, well, you nice know, he's underrated. I nobody said it before, and I'm glad he's he underrated. finally said it because not enough people are talking about how Alexander Barkov doesn't get enough love. But doesn't get enough uh, love. Very underrated player. <laughs> by the way, there's top four: O'Reilly Stone, Bergeron, and Crosby. Each had 736 votes or more. I got a Barkov, transition, by the way. Barkov was fifth. Uh, they each had 401 votes or more. Katoria was sixth with 194. So he still wasn't even like close. But anyway. But you know what people. You know what people don't underrate about Barkov is his gentlemanship in the game. Oh. And he won the Lady Bing. Bing, Bing. I don't think gentlemanship is a word, is it? Are we recording? Did you get that segue? Yeah, you got it. That's a word. We'll make it up. uh, That shit got dunked. The backboard broke. Glass everywhere. (laughs) It's a hell of a segue, though. So he won Uh, the Lady Bing, which, as we all know, a flyer will never win. Yep, but we're still waiting for it with bated breath. Uh, and his 22-21 average time on ice per game was fourth among fours last season, and he had a total of four minor penalties, eight penalty minutes, uh, which is the second fewest among players with 82 games played. Uh, Why is this award still given out? Like, who gives a shit? So we could talk about Alexander Barkov. I think you already answered your question, idiot. Pay attention. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> he blew out Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, Sean Monahan was third. Morgan Riley, again, Toronto votes fourth. Uh, Connor McDavid was fifth. Robin Lader wins the Masterson. Masterton, very deserved. Uh, he and Thomas Grice also won the William and Jennings Trophy. Also Jennings won the trophy. award for uh, best dressed like a character from Mighty Ducks 2. And that includes Keenan Thompson, who was in the Mighty Ducks 2. Very tough feat, but he, he did it. Uh, William M. Jennings Trophy for goalies on team that allowed the fuse goals against. Uh, Barry Trotz won the Jack Adams Award, his second. He won his Got to meet Kel. 2015 and 16 with the Caps. He did get to meet Kel. A, a bigger <laughs> honor than winning the Jack Adams was meeting Kel and getting a hamburger from him. I'll be honest with you. I think in terms of life goals, meeting Kel and being a head coach of the New York Islanders, I think it's a lot closer than you'd think. Or people want to admit. <laughs> That's my opinion. But uh, John Cooper was second with 80 votes. Craig Ruby, uh, third. Bill Peters, fourth. Rod the Bod, fifth. So I'm sure all the former Flyer uh, Twitter is, was losing their mind last night. Uh, Don kept, Sweeney. Shut a cap. Shut a cap. <laughs> foaming at the mouth. Don Sweeney won GM of the year. And, uh, you know, team lost in game seven the Stanley Cup final. I'm sure they could have been. Put over the top if they had a forward like Matt Barzal or a defenseman like Dougie Hamilton, but that's neither here nor there. Doug Armstrong was Should've second. Matt Maroon. Don Waddell was third. Don't don't. The Flyers still technically have cap space, so I'm keep throwing that out there. Uh, Doug Wilson wing, fourth. Baby. Lou Lamarillo fifth. Oh my god. Oh it's my god. It might actually happen. <laughs> it's called Oscar Limbaum, Nolan Patrick, Patrick Maroon. You know, and I'm not even saying this. Like all these trades are kind of based on roles that they want the players to have that they acquired. Like Braun and Niskanen are going to be defensive defensemen, kind of let the other guys roam. Kevin Hayes is going to be that two way two C, and uh, they really want size. And somebody's fulfilled the role on the wing on the third line. Um, well, <laughs> there's there's still somebody out there that will give this podcast even more life somehow, but. <laughs> Are there any side note? Are there any forwards active in the NHL with the last name Nolan right now? 
Uh, Owen Nolan's dead, right? He's not involved. <laughs> I'm oh, assuming Jordan Nolan. Jordan right, so, Nolan. So it could be Jordan Nolan. Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick. Patrick, Patrick Mar- Maroon. Uh, you going for a before and after Wheel of Fortune style? Yes. Freeway? I like it. All right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. You know what? Honestly, if Chuck Fletcher did that and then AV played along and did that throughout the entire lineup, all right. I'll give it to him. Like the Flyers may not win a game next year. But if you're able to connect every single name on the roster through the forward lines and then defense affairs, all right. It technically it's funny. Like I would have you would have given me a laugh. I won't be happy ten games into the season when they're on ten, but Jordan I would have Nolan Patrick Maroon. Year. Jordan Nolan Patrick Maroon. See? That right there. Technically it's, it's just, funny. I like it. it perfectly yeah. balanced as all things should be. <laughs> it's happening now. By the way, we're not done with the GM thing. Mark Bergevin got a third place vote. Because this team didn't make the playoffs? I don't know. Um, he actually, like, all those moves he made, it looked like they worked this year. But this is, like, the best they're going to look. And they still didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Jason Zucker won the King Clancy Memorial Trophy uh, for reading the most Tom Clancy books. Uh, Wayne Simmons won the Mark Messier. <laughs> Jason <NHL> Zucker <laughs> knows the most about John Jack Ryan of anybody in the league. <laughs> so good for him. Uh, Wayne Simmons won the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. Which is pretty much just Wayne Gretzky picked you up and carried you around for a couple years. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, good for Wayne Simmons for getting for picked Wayne up Simmons. by Wayne Gretzky like that. No, it's, yeah. it is good to see Wayne Simmons recognized, even if he couldn't make always, it there because he had a yeah. newborn child. Always did a lot in the community for Philadelphia, and I don't think it got talked about enough. I know it got talked about, but pretty good. You can guy. never talk enough about the positive contributions award. of Wayne Simmons. Uh, yes. He's kind of like Andrew McDonald, but you actually like him. And yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mark Messier, uh, as I noted on Twitter, still looks like he did back in like 1989. And uh, it's good that he came out of the womb at 60 years old. <laughs> the curious case of Mark Messier, but he just stalled. Like he, he just, just stalled. Did. He just stayed the he same He hit age. like late 40s and then he was like, no, good. This is it. I'm going to ride this out see what happens. Um, but uh, Mark Messier, NHL Leadership Award, recognized an individual as a superior leader within their sport and as a contributing member of society. Uh, also, already uh, previously determined, uh, Vetchka won the Maurice Marchard for most goals, and no Flyers were on the second, first or second team, all-star team. Uh, no one earned a vote. Uh, even probably fine. <laughs> the only person that won was Gritty uh, was voted as the fans' favorite mascot. So there you go. That if well, you're that's wondering just what, appropriate. Yeah, whatever 2018-19 may have brought, it did bring attention to Gritty because everybody knows who Gritty is. <laughs> who Gritty is now. Yeah. The Gritster. Uh, did you, did you gritty. watch any of the award show? I did not. So I watched bits and pieces and yo, Thomas Middlevich, what the hell was that 1970s sportscaster thing you were doing? That was that was weird. Not good. Not good I, no. Okay, so my only experience with Thomas Metal Ditch is he's been on Comedy Bang Bang a couple times, and he's been very good there. Everywhere else, it seems like he is not funny. Yeah, also, Thomas Middlevich is the worst part of Silicon Valley, and that includes noted piece of shit TJ Miller. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... Uh, yeah, that's fair. I just I know he's only on like or only that I know five or six episodes of uh, County Bang Bang, too. But I mean, I'm sure he could be fine. It's just kind of like a weird like they were just like, we need to kill some. There's got to be somebody show. like 
Yeah, Yo, Tom, whatever you want to do. You you want to be like a 1970s sportscaster? Go nuts. <laughs> it's like, finally, I could do it. Nobody else will Wear let me do it. Wear this fake mustache and uh, just go ham. No, I don't really. Uh, no, I don't. Like, you watch those shows, I feel like, for the personality of the athletes and everything. And uh, NHL is a bunch of boring bums. So I'm not going to watch. I don't know. It's not really exciting to me. Uh, anyway, batch update? I mean,. About that time. Uh, so let's uh let's get into it. You ready? You excited? I want to hear a little more excitement here. We're, we're done talking about the Flyers. We're we're gonna talk about that batch update right now. So. I love nothing more in this world than the Bachelorette. I believe it. Well, I mean, as of this week, it is. But according to Ian's <laughs> closing statement, uh, it may not be anymore. We'll have to see. But here, wow, let's get into this. I know I'm excited. My shirt's off. I'm sweating. I'm excited. Uh, quote, the episode starts off with the rest of Hannah and Luke Pither's date in Scotland, which ends with Luke uncomfortably screaming that he'll, quote, move mountains, end quote, for Hannah. I'll move mountains for you! <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, that wasn't Steve. That was actually audio for the show. So there That's you go. Luke Pither, who's also living at my house. <laughs> Amac, Luke Pither, we got a party going. And it's, By the way, uh, it's not good. It's just all bad hockey players. <laughs> Who takes shits on your front porch? Bad, I was going to say, we need to clarify the Luke Pither rumor we have heard, and it is that apparently he took a shit on somebody's porch at a party. So that is the Luke Pither uh, rumor. Uh, if anybody has any light on that, please let us know. But addressing the batch update, which is why we're all here, um, I feel like that's, uh, that's a pretty cheap move. I feel like he could scream that to any girl, and it doesn't mean... That can't be the first time that Luke's yelled at a woman that he'll move mountains for her. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a guy that pulls out that line, I feel like you've used it with every woman you've been with, but that's neither here nor there. Dude, I yelled it this morning when I woke up. I looked over at him and I said, I'll move mountains for you! <laughs> and she said, Jesus Christ, I just woke up. She said, please hit snooze and stop talking to me for the rest like, of the for day. For the love of God, <laughs> shut up! Uh, okay, continuing with the batch update. At the cocktail party, Garrett the golf pro, which apparently this is the first we're hearing about this. Garrett uh, the golf? How have we not heard about Garrett I mean, I the know. fucking golf like pro until guy, now? Yeah. Starts digging up dirt on Luke from the get-go, and the guys all start arguing with Luke P. Oh, shit. So, uh, apparently Garrett, uh, you know, starting shit with the... I don't know how many guys are left. Right now we know there are two. Or at least there's more than two, because... I assume Garrett wouldn't be talking to himself. Uh, well, of if, course, if, there's if, there's Cam, ABC Cam, uh, no, left our, our good graces. He's yeah, gone. I was going to say, he's gone. I mean, I think we're getting down to it. Uh, if they're going on trips to places, right? That's how it works. Like usually, I have, no they'd fall... I have never watched a Bachelor or Bachelorette episode, which I is ma- I why think... this is such a fascinating experiment. Yeah, I th- so my guess would be like the first 10 weeks, they're all just in the the house and they all just like chit chat and then you know they're down the clown or whatever and then like towards the end of the season they're all like well you're the three people left let's all go meet your families and then the families have like crazy racist views or like they don't want their son getting married or they don't believe in marriage or some bullshit like that and then and they there's all always like back. a rose or something it's like yeah rose. I, like, I fucking love you and then it all just ends i'm on like mountains <laughs> I'm Luke Pither. I'll shit on porches at parties. I'll do it for you. I'll shit on porches for you. 
Uh, okay, so Dude, this is probably that. going up the vents right now, and <laughs> I am single in the morning. So, hello, the ladies. You better listen to this. You better like this because this is all. This is for you, listeners. Uh, listeners who might soon be housing Stephen, because I'm sure shit. Not and Luke Pither and Andrew McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Hearing the arguing from the room over, Hannah, I assume the bachelorette, slams down a flute of champagne, tells everyone to stay in their, quote, freaking, end quote, lanes, and tells Luke Pither to zip his lips. Zip his lips? Is this uh, a... getting heated, it sounds like. That's like an Austin Powers shut up right there. Yeah, it's very, it was a very PG yelling, it sounds like. It sounds like you never heard that. Yeah. There's no way to say that menacingly. You better no. zip your lips. Also, the freaking part is, you know, very. Uh, I I would have liked to have seen a curse come out of Hannah. I mean, I've been saying it all season long. I think she needs to up her uh, her spicy take game. My but freaking that's... ears! <laughs> you guys are freaking irritating me. Uh, Chris Harrison cancels the cocktail party at this point, and they go straight to the rose ceremony. Holy shit! Are you kidding me? Straight to the rose ceremony. No tricks. Right mind. to the end, <laughs> where Grant. The unemployed Jay Cutler lookalike. I thought it's just reading the notes. I thought it was Grant the unemployed. Like it, it was a Game of Thrones title. Like Grant the unemployed, first of his name, last of his name, because nobody wants to date somebody unemployed. Uh, gets sent home among other dudes. So there you go. Grant is truly unemployed now, and he's not going to be finding the love of his life. Have, uh, Hannah. Hannah was her name. <laughs> After this, they all quickly go to Latvia, just real quickly. Excuse go to me? And point at Soviet statues, but in the midst of the dudes being guys and guys being dudes, arguing with each other too much. Guys, guys being dudes, the Bachelorette. The, the episode ends with Hannah talking to Chris Harrison back at the Batch Manson, Mansion about how she's not sure if she wants to be the Bachelorette anymore. Now, I don't know Hannah. I don't know anything about Hannah. But if she bails on this show, I will fucking hate Hannah because we need this batch update because these these are why the people are listening. Not for our mediocre opinions on on the flyers or on the mediocre evaluation. flyers. Yeah, or the mediocre flyers. Yeah, by the way, since nobody knows anybody, we're going to go with that. We're going to say our analysis is mediocre because the team is bad. Once the team becomes really good, we're going to have some of the it's going to sound like ESPN in here or maybe not ESPN. TSN or whatever station actually. NBC but minus Mike Milbury is what we're going to say. Sports like. Center or Sports Center? <laughs> I I believe it's ER, but I am also American. Rock Flag and Eagle. But, Rock uh, Flag and Eagle. I mean, she can't quit, right? She's got to go through. Nobody's ever just straight up quit a bachelor or a bachelorette, right? You know? I wouldn't know because I've never seen a bachelor or bachelorette. I mean, I... But I would assume that she probably has not quit or else that would be it for the show. Or they like, I, yeah. I, Can we go I, back I to they... Grant for a second? Can we go back to Grant? Because he is an unemployed <laughs> Jay Cutler lookalike, which is like, Baffling. is he worse looking than Jay Cutler or is he just look like Jay Cutler? Because Jay Cutler definitely looks unemployed. Maybe it just means worse. Jay Cutler with a beard and scraggly hair, maybe? Like, is that what we're going for? That's not that far off from Jay Cutler. I well, I know, but I like mean, if he had if, a bushier beard, I guess. That's what I mean. Like if Jay Cutler were to be unemployed, like that's what he would. It wouldn't be that far off from how he looks now, but it would still be the 
unemployed I mean, he, aspect. He, he's already so uninspired looking that people Photoshop cigarettes into his mouth. I was going to say, we, uh, we're going to send him this update. You know what he's going to say? What's he going to say? Don't care. He's just going to be pissing out of here. I don't say that. So <laughs> Who that's <gonna> cares? Be... <laughs> Shut the fuck That's still up. my favorite. I think that's my, still my favorite uh, athlete story ever. It's just him yelling at that at somebody that was trying to talk to him in the bathroom. Just don't care. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I mean, that's the, oh, uh, Bachelorette anymore, period, end quote. So that's the end of the batch update. Uh, Ian told me that it wasn't the meatiest one this week. He also blamed that on the episode, and I'll be honest with you, it didn't sound like a lot happened. So uh, we're hoping, uh, hopefully, there is a uh, a lot more action next week, and uh, or not, and then we just had the batch update of uh, Hannah's not the Bachelorette anymore. So there we go. You know, somebody's got to move mountains for her. <laughs> she, deserves sure sh- she deserves and it. She deserves it. And it sure as shit. Isn't it going to be Luke Pither? It sounds like uh, around the league. Let's get into it. Yeah, around I'm done. Moving away from that one. Dallas Eakins has been named the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. He was the Edmonton head coach in 2013-14 and part 2014-15. I kind of like the hiring. I know a lot of people made fun of him, but I again think if your only experience in the NHL is being an Oilers coach, I think you deserve it. a second chance. Uh, Don Granado was named the assistant coach with the Sabers. Nashville named Rob Scuderi as defense uh, defense development coach, Sebastian Bordelow as a forward development coach, and Dave Rook as goaltending development coach. Uh, Trent Yanni was named assistant coach with the Kings. Former Trent capital <laughs> former capital Chris Clark has been named the Cleveland Monsters uh, general manager at the AHL team of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Cleveland uh, Monsters might be one of my my one of the better named AHL teams. Are they not yeah, AHL? What are, are they? No, AHL? they are AHL. Oh, they are AHL. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Their name's not clever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean it's straightforward. Everybody's scared of monsters. Uh, and it's all. Ah, well, I mean, also Cleveland the monsters. AHL. Yeah, the nice. <laughs> oh, the real Cleveland monsters. Uh, AHL and ECHL teams kind of switch up. Uh, like they put teams back and forth between two leagues every once in a while too. So. It, could, it can be a little confusing. Uh, Ali Mata was traded to the Blackhawks for Dominic Cahan and a or Dominic Cahan and a 2019 fifth. Uh, Man, I sure. love how quickly Ali Mata went from like treasured Pittsburgh Penguin to just trash <laughs> in their opinion. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it, I was upset because I heard or I saw the rumor that Jim Rutherford was talking about trading Ali Mata or Jack Johnson, and Ali Mata is a very you know. Average defenseman, but I, I just I'm happy that they have Jack Johnson still. I think that's why I'm happy they made this trade. As long as they can keep Jack Johnson, I think Jack Johnson, Eric Branson, I think the everybody else is in pretty good shape. Uh, Connor Ingram, uh, goaltending prospect for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Lightning traded to the Predators for a 2021 seventh. Couple signings: Jordan Everly signs a five-year extension with the Islanders for 5.5 million a year. Carl Hagelin, four years, 2.75 million a year. Uh, Braden Coburn, two years, one point seven million a year. Cameron Gauntz, uh, one year, seven hundred thousand with the Lightning. Daniel Walcott, one year, seven hundred thousand with the Lightning. Uh, Ryan Miller stays in Anaheim for one year, one point one two five million. Corbinian Holzer, one year, eight hundred fifty thousand. Derek Grant, one year, seven hundred thousand with the Ducks. 
Uh, Anthony DeClaire, Marcus Hogberg, and Andreas Englund re-signed with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, one-year deals for DeClaire and Englund, two years for Hogberg. Marcus Hanakainen, one year, $750,000 to extend with the Blue Jackets. And Ilya Labushkin, one year, 874000 with the Coyotes. All right, quick hits there. Uh, good for Coburn. Glad he's going to keep on keeping on. Holy shit, Ryan Miller's still in the league. Still alive, yeah, apparently, yeah. And then, had a guy uh, in very mediocre beer. Very mediocre. <laughs> also, Anthony DeClaire uh, will get a chance to uh, score another goal from his knees against Robert Hag uh, with the Senators, not with the Blue Jackets this time. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Dion Phaneuf bought out, along with Corey Perry. Uh, 2.187 in 2019-20 against the Books for the Kings. Uh, 4.062 million in 2020-21. And then 1.062 million in 2021-22, What a Frank, long contract. Yeah, what a long, painful contract that they traded for. Why? Like, how, how did you not see this coming? But I mean, we're not going to, whatever. Uh, Ryan Callahan has been diagnosed with a gener- degenerative back disease and has been advised to stop playing hockey. Coincidentally, when the Lightning are in cap trouble, uh, Peter Shirelli might join Vancouver's front office. That, that that Ryan Callahan, I'm sure he does have a terrible back disease, but it also has a little suspicious timing of like when Marion Hosa started sneezing would have put on hockey equipment or whatever that whole story was uh, a couple years ago. Do you remember that? That weird allergy, yeah. Yeah, the Blackhawks needed cast space. And, oh, Marion Hosa apparently had been, you know, sneezing every time he put on the hockey jersey his whole life, so that had to get rewrited, but, you know. Uh, Peter Shirelli apparently might be joining the Canucks front office because nobody in this league learns anything. Uh, Mikhail Grabowski has retired. He had 296 points in 534 games over 10 seasons with the Maple Leafs, the Canadians, the Islanders, and the Caps. Michael Bourneval retires due to an undisclosed injury. He had a less eventful career, 22 points in 113 games over four seasons with the Canadians and Lightning. Edward Prisquale, uh, goaltender, will be joining Corbin Knight and the Bars Nur Sultan in the KHL next season, Kazakhstan. Wait, uh, is Bars Nar Sultan the, the team name or a guy? That's the team name. It's the team that Corbin Knight's going to play for in the KHL next season. Okay, your note the says... Kazakhstan. Okay, I know, I'm very I confused. Know, I know what my notes say, and I know what I wanted to say, and I and then I said it. He's a great Batman villain. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Bars Nar Sultan? Yeah. But you know, he, uh, he calls Batman detective. Uh, they let him die on a train. It's all terrible. <laughs> Austin Matthews on the NHL 20 cover. And then last but not least, Max Talbot has announced his retirement. He had 204 points in 704 NHL games, 46 points in 127 games with the Flyers over parts of three seasons. Also, so Max Talbot player. just now retired. What, what has he been doing for the last he, five years? He was playing in the KHL. Also, he wasn't out of the NHL for that long. Crazy, crazy man. I think he was out of the league for two years. But he was playing over in Russia. And apparently they, uh, yeah, not apparently. They do have the KHL over there. So that's where he was. Good for him. That's around the league. That's all we got. That's uh, all we got. Come to the draft party tomorrow. Yes. That's the draft, draft party tonight. That's the big thing. Tonight, yes, we're, we're releasing this on Friday. The draft party is tonight, and uh, even if you listen to it after the draft, check out the BSH Radio mock drafts that we put together. We worked long and hard. In I did three I to five minute increments. <laughs> we look, 
we put it together pretty well for a draft that I don't think any Flyers fan should be excited about, if we're being real about this. Because there are, they're definitely out of draft picks, but this feels very much like pieces are going to be on the move, and there might be an overall down feeling because of possible other transactions. But we did the work. We talked about a lot of first-round picks. I, with the players I picked, I feel like a lot of guys I was picking slipped. And I think the Flyers would be happy if they got Kirby, Kirby Doc at 11 or even um, Cam York at 18. But that's where it, I was picking for Dallas. It was pretty good. Check it out. I think we all did pretty good. Honestly. What I he like about right. it, what I like about it is you can kind of see how our personalities are all different from each other, isolated to these like these like three to five minute clips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen. I mean, if you listen to a bunch in a row, it's like you just see how different everybody is and how they prepared it. Because we all prepared these solo and yeah. figured it yeah. out that way. So, like, mine is as uh, well. It's very Steve. Like, let's just put it that way. And uh, <laughs> you've actually got some facts about it, Charlie. You know, I don't know. I just feel like they're all appropriate yeah. to each person's no, personality. You. No, I can see that. I, I see what you're saying. By the it's way, a, it's this... like a deconstructed. BSH radio, if you will. I have been wondering about this for a while. I will now say it because it's coming up like this. Uh, I've thought about doing not a once a week, but maybe a once in a while podcast where it's just me rambling for a little bit. I don't know how that would go over or how long it would be or even how I'd orchestrate it. But I kind of got the idea when we were doing these. Uh, if there was just something I wanted to talk about for like 25 minutes, half an hour, and is in the middle of the, the week or something. I, I'm wondering how a solo pod would go. Let what he's trying to know. say is without yeah, relying terrible... on me to not be exhausted from work. Yeah, pretty much that. I mean, yeah, if there's a, you know, if I wanted to talk about something else after we recorded one week or something, would there be interest there? Or is this just, is that just too much, too much Greg? But I will let the people tell me. That'll dictate whether or not I do. Too much so, ass. Too much. Well, yeah, man. well, there's definitely too much ass in Philly. Well, if people want to <laughs> give you, <laughs> if, if people want to give you that feedback, Craig, where can they find you on Twitter? At sports underscore r underscore bad. Uh, I will be manning the second day of draft coverage for Broad Street Hockey. I Kyle and I will be pumping out a bunch of tangy tent on the players they draft. I will be going back and updating those uh, those news pieces after the the players are drafted. Hopefully by the end of Sunday, if not by the end of Saturday. And then uh, next week, I plan on putting out a lot of stuff on the players that were drafted. Uh, players are drafted in the OHL or the QMJHL. I believe there's a way I can still go back and track where they took shots, where they scored goals from, and look at their highlights and kind of break that down. Like I did, uh, I didn't do any this year. I did them last year more, but. Uh, just nice, like, prospect profiles to kind of see how they're scoring and everything. I plan on doing that and then other uh, stupid shit. So that is where to find them and look out for them. And that's that. And that's that. And that's that. Well, you can I find got, Greg at Sports. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You can find Greg at Sports Are Bad. You can find me at Flyperbole or at Esteban. But I do recommend Flyperbole for that tangy hockey tent. Uh, also, be sure to follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey. And if you are going to the draft party tomorrow, be sure to find me. I don't know 
if I'll be wearing Flyers gear or what yet, but you'll hear me being loud, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll hear me being loud. But if you find me and Craig, what should the secret phrase be this time? Oh, man. Uh, Actually, okay. The first person. Oh, oh, no, no. The first person who finds me and says a Cole Beasley album track name will get a a drink at the draft party on me. I and I will again bet that it's going to be Anna. I feel like Anna's pretty good at this. And she she always finds me first. Yeah, and she so, she uh, finds me first, but it it might not be Anna. But first person who finds me and names a Cole Beasley album track name at me uh, will get a free drink on behalf of Steve and Fly Purpley. And uh, just an FYI, I did not get shirts together for the party, but am working on maybe something for online distribution. Uh, keep stay tuned on that. Oh, anyway, all right, I'll keep tuned. Working with Bye-bye. our good friend Casey on this front casey a great artist who uh used to make some great stuff with uh me and marcello over at gear adelphia yeah casey does a lot of stuff for the podcast yeah friend of the the, friend of the pod our friend of the pod (laughs) so thanks to everybody and uh you know like on Facebook, uh, rate on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Audio Trough, all that good stuff. Stitcher, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. I'm done. So until next time, as always, good night and good hockey. Justin fucking Braun, baby. Wow, 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 Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig. But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!